York's only local news talk station. 710 WOR New York. The following program is sponsored by the Perry Management Corporation, who is solely responsible for its content. Hi, Dr. Hoffman here. I want to let my listeners know about a brilliant Renaissance man named Dr. Arthur Perry. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. He's a distinguished, award-winning cosmetic surgeon trained at Harvard and Cornell with a practice in New York City on Fifth Avenue. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. He's written numerous medical journal articles, and he's contributed to textbooks on plastic surgery. Your remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. It's clear that when it comes to skin and aging, this doctor knows what he's talking about. Joan, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. <laughs> As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle? Right here on WOR in New York City, where we've been for eight long years, every Saturday evening with Noah at the helm, and... uh, me trying to dispense some sort of knowledge about uh, skin care, about plastic surgery, about your appearance. You can become part of the show by giving us a call. The phone number is 212-528-0129. That's 212-528-0129. And Noah, this evening, uh, keeping with our tradition of doing this show from all over the place, we're uh, broadcasting live from Miami, Florida this evening, where uh, I've been for a couple days, you know. You know, uh, we've done uh, France, we've done England, we've done Italy. Why not? Why not Florida? It's so, about time. Uh, we're down here, and we're assessing all the cosmetic surgery, and there is a lot. In fact, a lot of people don't realize this, but I did a cosmetic surgery fellowship uh, not far from where I'm sitting right now uh, with the famed plastic surgeons, Dr. Baker and Gordon. I was uh, down here in the uh, 1980s. And I'll tell you, Miami has changed quite a bit since uh, since I was here. It's uh, grown up as a city, uh, even without me being in New York. Well, the phone number here at WOR is 212-528-0129, 212-528-0129. We've got a studio audience uh, here, uh, quite a large one tonight, and <laughs> let's hope they can control themselves. Well, tonight we're going to talk about skin cream fraud, Noah. Now, I've talked about this to you many, many times in the past, and I've talked to the audience about, you know, what what goes on with these claims with skin cream. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, what's real, what's not real. We're going to talk about uh, probably one of the more ridiculous things that I have found in cosmetic surgery uh, in in many years. This is a this is a great one, Noah. If you saw the pictures of the face slimmer exercise mouthpiece oh of you course. can't help but laugh and many of you yeah many of you have seen those pictures because the emails are coming in and everybody's getting them they're for sale we're going to talk about whether or not these things do anything other than maybe empty $61 from your wallet so we're going to talk about that we're also going to talk about my approach to looking better and 
how come it's a little bit different than so many of the celebrities' approaches? We see those pictures every week on the cover of People magazine and Star magazine. We see the disasters in plastic surgery. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how I do it, maybe a little bit differently than uh, some other doctors. Well, the phone number, once again, at WOR is 212-528-0129. And like past weeks, Noah, we're going to give away a free bottle of nighttime this evening to all Legitimate callers. You've got to be a legitimate caller. It's got to be a real question, and I'm going to ask that those of you who have called within the last two or three weeks, please don't call again tonight. I appreciate your calls, but uh, we like to make room for new callers because this is only a half-hour show. You're so comprehensive with the rules. It's like a game show almost, isn't it? Uh, almost. Yes, it it's is. It's nice. 212-528-0129. All right, so... You've uh, used skin creams for many years, right? Many of you have. I've got skin creams. We all know my nighttime skin cream and daytime and, and the other things that, uh, that I have. Uh, I try and be very, very honest about the claims that we talk about. And, and you know, unfortunately, some companies are not so honest. So uh, you probably read about the lawsuit that was filed. It's a class action lawsuit against Estee Lauder uh, just in the last couple weeks. Uh, their advanced night repair cream, heavily advertised. It's $92. And they say that it's supposed to reduce the signs of aging by repairing DNA. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. How could something possibly repair DNA? Well, first of all, it's got to get into the body. And uh, that means it's got to penetrate the intact epidermis and the intact dermis. That's the underlying layer of skin. And then it's got to do something uh, very interesting. How can it possibly repair DNA? Well, there's a class action lawsuit against uh, Estee Lauder's advanced night repair cream that says those claims are erroneous and misleading. And, uh, you know, the, the, the question is, can these things really work? Uh, you know, I've talked about this for so many years. It turns out that the things that are scientifically proven that really make a difference are all very small molecules. The skin only allows small molecules to get in. If the molecules are big, they can't get in. And I, I've used this analogy for years. Uh, the skin is kind of like a chain link fence. And a chain link fence has these little holes in it. And you can slip through a ping pong ball or a golf ball. But if you try and push a football through, it can't get through. Well, those big fancy chemicals called peptides peptides, which I do believe are in some of these creams that we're talking about, not in my cream, by the way. The smallest of these peptides weighs more than any known substance that has ever been shown to penetrate the skin. It just weighs too much. It can't get through the skin. So how on earth, then, can a company make claims that their particular product does something if it can't penetrate the skin and if there are no studies that show that it can penetrate the skin. How do we get to this point in skincare? How can companies say that something works when there's no scientific proof? Well, let's talk about these peptides for a minute. They're very large molecules, bigger than anything that can penetrate the skin. Where do they get the idea from? Test tube studies. When you put these test these they're called hexapeptides or pentapeptides, big fancy medical terms, scientific terms. When you put these chemicals in a, a Petri dish, a test tube, something like that, 
with the cells that can make collagen, that's the structural layer of the skin, they cause those cells to really pump out collagen. That's a great thing, right? The problem is, if they can't get through the skin, they can't possibly work. And that's where this lawsuit is coming from. And uh, it doesn't take a scientist to understand this. Uh, it, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with this particular uh, uh, skin cream because there are so many skin creams that make these ridiculous claims. Well, this is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. Patricia, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Hi, I'd like to ask a question regarding droopy eyelids. This is something that all of a sudden I'm looking at my face and the rest of it looks pretty good, but my eyelids are starting to really droop, but I have no idea what I can do for them other than surgery. Okay. First of all, Patricia, how old are you? 54. Okay, so you're 54 years old, and you're looking at your eyelids like so many people who are 54, and I'm yep. looking at a few of those. Uh, we've got one person in front of me who's like 20-something. He doesn't have uh, drooping eyelids. But I've got two in their 50s right in front of me, and, yes, their eyelids also are drooping because that's the way we age, and it's uh, one of the first things we see. They're giving me faces. They don't like to admit that they are aging, but we're all aging. So we get extra skin on our upper eyelids, and there's, there's a couple factors that come into play. One of those is the brows. The eyebrows begin to descend as we get older. And so it might not be the skin at all that is excessive. It may be the position of the eyebrows. So when I assess eyelids, I always assess the position of the eyebrows. So that's one. Uh, two, there can be some fat underneath the skin. And I've talked about uh, my very famous examination of Oprah many years ago. Uh, and that's a whole story unto itself. We won't go into that. But I did examine Oprah. And she's got some uh, extra. And I did it on camera so I can talk about it. We're not violating HIPAA here. Uh, but um, she has something called roof fat, R-O-O-F, another one of those big fancy medical terms. But that's fat directly underneath the skin that so many people have. Sometimes people have this roof fat. And I saw a 29-year-old this week in my office that had that. She didn't have any extra skin, but the fat can actually make it appear that you have extra skin. So it's a comprehensive analysis, first of all, when we deal with the upper eyelids. We look at the position of the brow, we look at the skin, and we look at the fat. Now, you said, unfortunately, that you don't want surgery. I don't know why so many people don't want surgery. It's so much fun. I love doing it, but uh, it's true that so many of you don't want to be operated on. So what do we have other than surgery. There's really only one thing right now other than surgery, and that's called Ulthera. That's U-L-T-H-E-R-A. It's high-energy focused ultrasound. And it's a method of, of delivering energy underneath the skin. I've talked about this a lot in the past. I'm actually celebrating my third anniversary doing Ulthera. It's a technology that I, I really like, and the more I do it, the more I like it. It's particularly effective on the eyebrows. So if your brows are a little bit low, we can raise the brows with Althera, uh, and it pulls up the eyelid skin. I can't really get down onto the eyelid itself to shrink the skin because we really can't use Althera right on top of the eyeball yet. Sooner or later, we will be doing that, but not yet. So if you're one of those little low position eyebrow, then we could use this high-focused ultrasound, the upper brow, lower forehead, and raise that up and pull up the uh, eyelid. That's the only thing, uh, uh, Patricia, other than surgery, okay. which is 
a great procedure, by the way. It's not so bad. Okay. <laughs> as far as surgery is con concerned, yeah, everybody, no one wants to be operated on, do they? But, but you know, an upper blepharoplasty, that's the name of the operation, by the way, blepharoplasty. That's the, the big fancy medical term. Uh, that is the operation that's done under sedation or local anesthesia. And we, so we numb up the eyelids and we remove a little bit of extra skin. And sometimes that's all it takes. And sometimes we also have to remove fat. Okay, Deborah? Uh, Patricia, I'm sorry. Deborah's up. No, next. that's fine. How Thank long you so is much the for your call. For that? The recovery from an eyelid lift. You know, I've had people go back to work at a week if they really don't mind other people uh, knowing that they've had something. If you want no one to know anything, then you really have to take two weeks off. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks so much for giving me a call. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? Now, Deborah, I know you've been hanging on the line, but we've got to take a break. We're going to take a short break. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. We're going to come back to Deborah's question. The phone number here at WOR is 212-528-0129, broadcasting live from Miami, Florida. We'll be back after these words. Dr. Laskow is an energetic man and a champion for healthy living. His friends say no one is more health conscious than he is. He's also director of the Transplant Center at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital and UMDNJ Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. But five years ago, he went from being the doctor to being the patient and was rushed to RWJ for the fight of his life and the life of his heart. The heart transplant team stabilized their dying teammate until they could attach a mechanical pump to help keep him alive until a replacement heart could be found and implanted. His was a complicated case, but he knew if anyone could pull him out of danger, it was the transplant team he trusted. Dr. Lasko is grateful to those who never left his side and the donor who saved his life. Now he's back at work saving other lives. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital is one of America's best hospitals, where every day what was once called a miracle is now simply called great medicine. For information, visit rwjheart.org. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, the heart of academic medicine. Is your skin aging before your eyes? There is something you can do to reverse those signs of aging. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and my solution doesn't involve a knife or a needle. It's a serum I created called Nighttime. Nighttime makes your skin smoother, brighter, and thicker with just one step each day. I've packed Nighttime with vitamins C and A, moisturizers, fruit acids, skin brighteners, and antioxidants. That's a lot of science in one bottle, but that's what it takes to make your skin look younger and more attractive. I want everyone to try Nighttime, and so you can receive a free bottle when you purchase my Clean Time Soap or my Daytime SPF Skin Protector or my Soft Time Moisturizer. This offer is good until October 13th. Call 855-940-1800. That's 855-940-1800 or on the web. It's drperrys.com. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. If you're showing signs of aging, you might benefit from my midlife makeover. Without stepping into an operating room, I can reduce wrinkles with Botox and Bellotero. I can remove brown spots with a peel and lift brows and jowls with Althera. My offices are in central New Jersey and in Manhattan. Give me a call at 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. And check out my website at perryplasticsurgery.com. What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR, 50,000 watts. And I'm told 
Yes, it does reach Florida. You know, we say that the WOR reaches from Maine to Virginia. But, you know, this time of year when the seasons change and it gets a little darker, the uh, radio signal gets all the way down to Miami, Florida, where I understand there are people listening right now. All right, uh, we've got Debbie on the line. Debbie, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Dr. Perry, I'm 62 years old, and age and gravity are starting to take their toll. And I read recently that in order to look more youthful, that one should plump one's cheeks rather than fill wrinkles. And I'm wondering what you think about that. And that's a great question. That was written up in the New York Times in the style section this past Thursday. And I thought I might get some questions about this. And and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get right to the point, Debbie. I think it's an erroneous concept. I do not think the concept of filling the cheeks is something that we should be doing unless you've got cheeks that need to be filled. So let me uh, let me explain. Now, you know, for uh, about 40 years, we've been doing cheek implants in the United States. They're not very popular. There's only a few thousand done each year in the United States. And we use these little silicon, uh, silicone, uh, we call it silicon or silicone cheek implants. We put that, those right on the bone. The reason they're not popular is because most people do not have uh, small cheekbones, you know, non-prominent cheekbones. They have reasonable cheekbones. And when we put too big a cheek implant in, we look kind of alien. You know, we look like uh, maybe a non-human, and a very stark appearance occurs. Well, so they're, they're not real popular, but now that we have these fillers, like uh, radius is one that's very commonly put right on the bone to make the cheekbones look bigger. Well, it turns out that if you put enough of this material on the cheekbones in that area, it will inflate the skin and pull up just a little bit on the cheeks. So, sounds good, right? In fact, if you put enough of this in there to make to actually do that, I think it looks bizarre. I really do. And I think it's one of the follies of plastic surgery and dermatology right now where plastic surgeons or dermatologists are inflating people's cheeks so much that they begin to look like the Pils Pillsbury Doughboy, maybe. You know, it's really very bizarre. You know, and it goes along with uh, the fact that not everything done in plastic surgery is correct. Not everything done is right. Not everything looks good. Fads come and go. You know, we've seen giant breast implants come, and hopefully they're receding now. Not the implants, but doing the procedures like that. We talked about that in France uh, Larger breast implants are being replaced with smaller breast implants. Same thing is uh, happening now. We went through a period with placing eyebrows way too high on the forehead. Uh, we won't mention that one congresswoman that had that. Uh, we can't say that. But uh, <laughs> although they're looking at me now, no. But everybody knows who I'm talking about. Those brows are. I'm looking at you and I'm back here. All right. So, uh, you know, I, I think that eyebrows should be placed just in the right spot, which is at or just above the bony rim in a woman. Uh, and then we've gone through a period also of maybe a little too much filler, and I think that's what we're talking about. It, uh, it only takes a, a short look at those magazines. You know, the Daily Mail from uh, England loves to talk about this. They put the pictures in almost every week of, uh, of celebrities who have overdone it with filler, and that's what you're talking about. And their faces look like chipmunks. Uh, not pretty, not a good idea. I think filler is, is great. I do it almost every day in my office, and I do it carefully. 
I put filler in wrinkles. I make lips a little bit bigger, not a lot bigger. Uh, I recreate the ridges of the lips and the lines, uh, the little ridges between the nose and the mouth. I fill the nasal labial folds. I fill, I use filler uh, between the chin and the jowl. It's got great uses there, but one of the bad uses, I think, is to plump up the cheeks and pull them up. So that's my answer, Debbie. Thank you so much for the call. And uh, hopefully we'll steer you the right direction. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. Uh, where we've been every Saturday night for a long, long time. Noah reminds me every week it's been around eight years or so. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we return, we're going to talk about hearing loss in children. It is a huge problem. We've got Dr. Chi from Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and he'll be talking about this subject. If you've got children or grandchildren that listen to those iPads, well, or iPods, Uh, You better listen very carefully to what's about to be said. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. We'll be back after these messages. When retired New York City detective Hank Grande had a hard time swallowing, he thought it was just something he'd eaten. But his doctor saw something more serious and sent him immediately to Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, the principal teaching hospital for UMDNJ Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. Using advanced imaging technology in the hospital's endovascular suite, a team of heart specialists diagnosed a life-threatening weakness, an aneurysm in an artery close to his heart. The treatment? A stent graft, carefully placed in his artery to repair the aneurysm, using just a small incision and a catheter. Two days later, Hank was back home, playing with his grandchildren and planting his garden. Hank never had the need to go first class, but when he learned he had a problem that threatened his life, he wanted the best not just for himself, but for those who depend on him. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital is one of America's best hospitals, where every day what was once called a miracle is now simply called great medicine. For information, visit rwjheart.org. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, the heart of academic medicine. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Have you had an aging spurt? You know what that is. All of a sudden, you see wrinkles and sagging skin, and you look older. I tackle aging spurts with procedures like eyelid and facelifts and office procedures like Botox, peels, and Ulthera. Or you might just need rejuvenation around your mouth with wrinkle filler. Let's sit down and spend an hour together. I'll design a program that can help restore your appearance and one that's within your budget. My offices are on 57th Street, just off of 5th Avenue and in New Jersey. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. And check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 7 p.m. right here on WOR. And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. So during the break, I was talking to Christopher Stein, a 23-year-old. He's a college student here in Miami, and this guy lives with headphones on. I mean, lives. He, He listens to music. He's a computer guy. And uh, what is he doing to his hearing? Well, we've got Dr. Michael Chi, who's a pediatric otolaryngologist from Robert Wood Johnson. And this is National Audiology Awareness Month. So we've got Dr. Chi on to talk about, uh, about hearing loss in kids. Dr. Chi, how are you? Uh, how are you, Dr. Perry? I'm very good. 
Great. Thanks so much for taking time on uh, on your Saturday evening. Now, now, Dr. Chi, you, you're uh, on the faculty of Robert Wood Johnson. You trained at Yale. You trained at Hopkins. You are the go-to guy for this topic. So I want to know, you know, at what point do parents check their children for hearing loss? When does it start? Well, it starts from birth. Uh, I think uh, in the U.S., there have been uh, universal screening protocols uh, pretty much across the states. In New Jersey, uh, they've started universal protocols in 2002. And in, in most states now, they mandate this newborn hearing screen for all children. Um, about you know, one in 1,000 children will have some sort of hearing loss that uh, needs to be treated. So now that's, uh, those are young little kids. Now what about the, uh, the older children? What, what's going on with uh, the generation of kids that are raised with an iPhone, raised with uh, one of those uh, Samsung devices, raised with iPads, and they've got earphones in their ears, they've got headphones on their ears. What's going on with their hearing now? Oh, well, with extended, uh, hear- with extended uh, loud uh, noise exposure, there is a chance of sensorineural hearing loss but that does take an extensive amount of uh, time and volume. Uh, for the typical ch- for a child or teenager who wears uh, headphones all the time, there may be some temporary uh, loss, but overall the, the hearing loss should not be permanent. Now that's good to know because uh, I'll tell you, I worry about my own children wearing... Uh, I, I never see them anymore without something in their ears. All right, so... So let's let's talk about hearing loss in infants. Now, uh, what do mothers? Uh, what can mothers do to let's say prevent? Is, is it possible to prevent hearing loss? Are there things that can be done, or what are the things that actually can bring on hearing loss in an infant uh, during pregnancy or or in early childhood? Uh, well, there definitely are some risk factors: uh, premature birth, low birth weight, uh, episodes of meningitis or the brain infection. Uh, or even extensive stays in the neonatal intensive care unit, all risk factors for hearing loss. Uh, Unfortunately, there's not much you can do to prevent it, but the most important thing is identifying it as early as possible so that you can uh, present your child to the physicians who can uh, treat it if possible. My guest this evening is Dr. Michael Chi. He is a pediatric otolaryngologist, one of those big fancy medical words. Those are the hearing doctors. They're the ear, nose, and throat doctors, and he is uh, at Robert Wood Johnson in New Brunswick, New Jersey, which is uh, the hospital in New Jersey, and I'm affiliated with Robert Wood Johnson. It's my main hospital. It's in the geographic center of the state. And we're talking about hearing loss in children because October is coming right up in a couple days, and that is the National Audiology Awareness Month uh, for Children's Hearing Health. So uh, this is a very important topic. Uh, Now, let's say that your child has been diagnosed with hearing loss. What next? What what do you do? What does an audiologist do? Well, uh, once a child is identified with having hearing loss, we need to kind of figure out what kind of hearing loss it is. Now, there are two main types. There's a conductive hearing loss and a neural hearing loss. Conductive hearing loss means there's something wrong with a conduction to the hearing nerve. And neural hearing loss means there's something wrong with the inner ear or the hearing nerve itself. Um, and uh, the thing about conducting loss, there's a lot of things we can do to help that out. Neural hearing loss, there's not as much we can do. 
Now, so at what point does a child get a hearing aid? I mean, is that the standard now? Is it a hearing aid, or, or do you operate on these kids? Well, again, it, it does depend on the type of hearing loss. Uh, typically, when the if it's an infant we're talking about, uh, they'll have a hearing screenings either with something called an ABR, which is a auditory uh, brainstem response threshold, or uh, uh, and then we can see what kind of hearing loss there is, the conductive hearing loss or the neural hearing loss. If it is a conductive hearing loss, most typically it's due to fluid within the middle ear after ear infection. Sometimes this can take one to three months to fully clear. Now, if it's a neural-type hearing loss, then we trial them with hearing aids to see if we can get them to develop language with the hearing aids. And if the hearing aids are not enough, we have to see if they're a candidate for procedures such as the cochlear implant. Yeah, and we've heard so much about those procedures, which can be life-changing for uh, the child. My guest this evening is pediatric otolaryngologist Dr. Michael Chi from Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. And by the way, Robert Wood Johnson is uh, it's one of those hospitals that has just about every specialty on the staff. And uh, if you're interested in Dr. Chi's services or one of the other otolaryngologists on the staff, you can uh, call Robert Wood Johnson. They've got an 800 number. It's 888 888- M-D-R-W-J-U-H. That's 888-M-D-R-W-J-U-H. If you're one of those people that doesn't like to speak to a human being, like some of these computer guys uh, in my uh, listening audience, well, then uh, uh, you can call. Actually, you can go online, www.rwjuh.edu. That's www.rwjuh.edu. They've got a great website. It's set up with uh, a lot of information. You could actually spend hours on this website. So uh, I invite you to do that. You can check out the different doctors at Robert Wood Johnson and get the phone numbers to call any of the physicians. Dr. Chi, thank you so much for that great information tonight. Thanks so much for taking your Saturday evening. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. We're going to be back next Saturday at 7 p.m. So those of you who did call, please call earlier next time. We'll get your phone call in. Thanks, Noah. We'll see you all next week. The preceding program was sponsored by the Perry Management Corporation, who is solely responsible for its content. The John Gambling Show. Now, are you disappointed we don't have a military strike? No, I'm not. I'm just disappointed that we got played. But if you look at